1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I've been having battles with this guy since he punted my football into Wigton's pool back in about 1984. He is Sam Amico from Hoopswire.com. He joins us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Hello, Sammy. Sammy!
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Somebody makes fun of you. I don't believe it. That's all right. Shocking, isn't it?
4: They're not making fun of you. They don't care about you.
3: That's that's why I'm happy to be made fun of by my family all the time.
4: Yeah, and they do a good job of that. All right, before we they get to do the
2: Cavs, what did you think when you found out Adrian Griffin was canned in Milwaukee, middle of the first season, with a pretty good record, second-best record in the NBA right now, I believe?
3: Yeah, the, you know, the first David Blatt, who obviously lasted. But it felt kind of like that type of situation. Uh, I remember David Blatt with the Cavaliers just kind of, I think he was third and 11, am I right, when he got fired? In his second um, season.
4: Yeah, did he didn't make it to the be- season. second season. Yeah, this, yeah, he made it past right. the line,
3: yes. Yeah, or John Beeline, that kind of thing. But John Beeline's team wasn't successful. Mm. It was really just a matter of, uh, first of all, I think everybody across the NBA was pretty stunned, but it was just a matter of players just not enjoying playing for him to the point where they were, they were doubting his schemes, his philosophy, you know, what he was coming up with defensively. Um, and it, it just, you know, may not have been good when you're talking about a team that's talking about trying to win a championship. uh just, it just all went south, I guess, in terms of the players just not going to give a championship effort moving forward. So, uh, you know, what a, what a stutter. And now they, you know, they've officially are not bringing in doc rivers, uh, just, you know, who's leaving the broadcast booth to, to come coach again. And, uh, it's just a real interesting situation. It's funny. I have a friend who's a Bucks fan that, uh, Immediately texted me and said, "Didn't didn't Jimmy Haslam, the Cleveland Browns owner, get involved uh, with the Bucks last year?" And yeah, he became partial owner. But uh, obviously, this is not something he was involved with. But it was just kind of kind of funny that yeah, all of a sudden we've got a Browns guy involved with the Bucks, and and now it's it's uh, changing a little bit there.
2: Sam, your thoughts about what the players were thinking about Adrian Griffin? I, I think are interesting. I remember. I remember when David Blatt was the coach here and David was let go and one of the, one of the rumblings I heard from a player was this guy can't help us. We knew this guy couldn't help us. So we had to kind of do it ourselves. And that sounds like what you're saying was going on in Milwaukee.
3: Yeah. A lot of times players will view a coach as a, as a guy who can get them to a certain level, like a, Uh, a a level where you're competing and you're competitive and maybe you're winning some games, but not a guy who's going to get them over the top. And that's clearly what was the case here. At least that's the rumblings is that they didn't, you know, a big problem there. It seemed like started right away when Terry Stotts, who was hired as an assistant coach there, uh, you know, quit quickly right before the season. And Terry Stotts was the trailblazers coach when Damian Lillard was there. And those two were tight. So as soon as Stotts quit, there's a lot of questions about Adrian Griffin's style and whether or not he had almost immediately lost Damian Lillard because Stotts was kind of there to help Lillard, you know, get acclimated. So all of that said, it was was a very stunning uh, situation. And guess what? Cavaliers play them tonight.
4: Yeah, what do you think that means for tonight's game? Do we even know uh, who's on the bench for them tonight? Joe Prunty. It is Joe Prunty. Okay. (laughs) He's a friend of the yeah, show too. Just in like recent, yeah, yeah. I, is this good yeah. for the Cavs, who are red hot right now, to go into that kind of tornado, or do you think that on the other side they'll be like, nah, this is gonna, um, you know, give us some kind of bond?
3: I think it's gonna matter too much one way or the other. You know, I mean, there's the the Bucks haven't had much time to adjust to this. Sometimes guys, players, come out and play extra great when they're under their interim coach. Uh, because it's almost like you guys are doing what you want. So, you know, look, the Cavs are red hot. I wouldn't be surprised if they stole one of these two in Milwaukee. Tonight would be the night to do it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Sam Amigo joining us, hoopswire.com. The Cavs are playing very good basketball, Sam, and they're doing it without Darius Garland and without Evan Mobley. What does that mean long-term, if anything?
3: Yeah, I think we have to wait to see the long-term. You know, it, it's it's easy to say they've, they've won eight straight without those guys, but we're in the middle of the season right now, you know, is this something that's sustainable without Garland and Mobley? And we're not going to know that uh, until we see, you know, what they're able to do now in some of these road games against Milwaukee. And then, you know, they come home for a couple, and then they go back out on the road for, what, four more? So I think that, you know, until we really pass the guys who are playing hey, now. Sam, and hey, about Sam. Maybe-
2: Sam, your phone's yeah. uh, cutting out on us. We'll, we'll try and reconnect with you here in a second, okay? All right, all right. Sam Miko joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We'll get back in touch with Sam here,
4: and uh, hopefully he has a better phone line. Are you going to say it? We yeah. can send a man to the moon, but we can't get a good phone line. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you're not going to say. We you know, we all, we all
2: gave up landlines. Yeah, That's a dang shame. There were problems with landlines, too. Name one.
4: Um, You needed a quarter when you went to go call somebody. I don't know.
2: In your house,
4: you needed a quarter? Yeah, I got you. Tell put you put a payphone in? Dude, my parents were strict. Can you imagine that having a payphone in your house? Bills don't pay themselves. That's true, they don't. There's a lot of people at the state penitentiary that call cells home that have to use a quarter. That's true. And they let you know before you even call. You get yeah, that absolutely. collect call?
2: Yeah. You <sighs> can just say no. Let's see if things are better now. Sam and Miko, yes. are you there? I hope so. Oh, way better. That sounds better. Yeah. yeah thank you very much. Uh, Long term, Calves without Garland and Mobley, they're winning right now. Does does this send a thought to the organization? I, I think it would have to send one of two. Sam, either, you know, we could make a move here, and, and a big move, and trade one of our core four, and maybe pick up something else at a different spot, and make this work even better, or. Gosh, imagine what it'll be like when we get everybody on the same page and and get all of our core four playing together beautifully. Which is more likely?
3: Yeah, I think the Cavs are thinking that's the latter. Wait till we get all of these guys healthy. We've you know these other guys who have played a lot of minutes that hadn't probably been playing in these roles before. Like Sam Merrill's the first comes to mind. Dean Wade. You know those guys who are playing major roles right now. You you you've gotten yourself some more depth. Okay, now the key is, as JB Bickerstaff says, it's a it's a good problem to have. But when Mobley and Garland are both back, you know you're going to have to integrate these other guys into the rotation. Guys who have gotten you and helped you on this eight game winning streak. The thing I've liked, I think that you know you kind of got to think about is the fact that Donovan Mitchell has been outstanding as a facilitator. He's really looked good in terms of moving the basketball, playing almost a point guard position, you know, both, both guard spots, really. And that's something you really got to consider because he has been facilitating and creating offense right now during this stretch, like no other time in his career. So, you think about that, and then you think about Darius Garland coming back. Is Donovan Mitchell going to remain that type of facilitator, or is Darius Garland going to be the type of facilitator? And he's, he's a pretty good one, Garland. But is he going to be at the level that Donovan Mitchell's been at over the past two or three weeks? So there's a lot to, you know, consider with those guys coming back, with, with Garland and Mobley coming back. But I think, you know, look, is this sustainable – We all, everybody in Cleveland hopes it is, right? But is it, you've got to find out. You've got two home games coming up after these two in Milwaukee. Then you go back out on the road. So there's, you know, there's a lot to, this is a nice run, but is it sustainable without Garland and Mobley? I don't think that it it really would be. I don't think it's a a team that wins in the playoffs without those two. So uh, I, I think there's still a lot of time left to figure this out. I think you're learning some things as you said Jeff about what, you know, what the Cavaliers are and what they could be moving forward and if maybe they make some moves ahead of next season.
4: All right Sammy, let me ask you a fun one that just kind of popped out in the last 24 hours uh David Bennett of ESPN saying that the uh, Cavaliers have expressed that uh, or I'm sorry that uh, that internally in LA they'd like to put together something for Donovan Mitchell. I'm just kind of paraphrasing the whole thing. Your thoughts on that? good luck. Yeah. I I thought the same thing. I I don't know.
3: uh, I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing on the the Lakers that the Cavaliers would want. There's not even a package of two or three players that the Cavs would want for Donovan Mitchell. And if Donovan Mitchell doesn't sign an extension at some point over the summer, say uh, before next season, I don't, I don't know that the Lakers would be real high on his list as a place to go because He's kind of a top option, right? You go there, you, you, you play with at that point forty year old LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis. You're not you're not the top option. You're number three and you run the risk of becoming a Russell Westbrook. So I, I don't foresee yeah, they could have all the interests. A lot of that's thrown out there by agents. You know, we would get this guy on our team, but Uh, I I just don't, I I don't ever see that ever being a possibility. It was Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young. And I don't think there's any package the Lakers could offer for either of those players.
2: Sam Amico joining us from hoopswire.com. You can read all of Sam's work there covering the Cavaliers and the NBA. I, I want to go back to Garland and Mobley and fitting with this team. Is it, is it more the responsibility of the coaching staff, Sam? Come up with a scheme that allows all all of those guys to flourish, and, and Jared Allen has shown what kind of a of a force he can be as well without Evan Mobley in there, but but that's a tough fit with all four of those guys, or is it up to the players to alter their game for the benefit of the team? Because if you're if you're Donovan Mitchell and you're scoring twenty eight points a game and taking twenty shots, if you're Darius Garland and you're averaging twenty three points. Could, should one of them say, all right, hey, I'm going to average 16 and I'm going to, I'm going to go for 10 assists a night. That's going to be my goal. Or, or is that on the coaching staff?
3: It's a little bit of both, you know, the coaching staff, mostly you have to integrate a system where you're going to, you know, make all these pieces fit and work together. You have to convince players, you know, you're going to to sacrifice yourself for the good of the cause here and. To, to this point, J.B. Bickerstaff has not had a problem with that at all. I mean, if you watch this team now, you see how Donovan Mitchell, again, has really been facilitating and moving the ball. Some of it is also on the players, though. Yeah, you have to say, because a lot of the talk in the NBA, a lot of times in the locker room, this isn't, I don't think this is the case with the Cavs, but a lot of times it's how much money am I making? How many shots am I getting? Mm-hmm. You've got to get players out of that mindset and get them into you know, more of a, we do this as a team, you're going to get paid. And if we win games as a team, you're going to get paid, you're going to get the notoriety, you're going to get the legacy that you're always longing for. Those are the things on players' minds, and you've got to convince them the best way to do that is to do it as a team. So it's a little bit of both. It's a coaching staff, and you've got to have guys, and I can tell you this, the Cavs have guys in the locker room, who will sacrifice and are willing to sacrifice. Uh, it's just very obvious by their personalities, and, and really you see that during this, this winning streak. So it's not going to be easy integrating those guys, Mobley and Garland, but the good news is you're going get, to get them back like one at a time. So Garland's supposed to come back a few weeks before Mobley, then Mobley comes back. And then, you know, for, for the cap's sake, I hope they keep winning. Otherwise, they're never going to hear the end of it.
2: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Sammy.
3: All right,
2: guys, thanks for having me. We'll chat at you soon. Sam Amico, hoopswire.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.